Well, hey, what's going on, guys? This is Dustin, the host of So You're Getting Older. So there's there's been a few things going on lately that I feel like I need to let you in on. I know I kind of put out a little bit of a cryptic uh, tweet and a little bit of cryptic Facebook post and Instagram post. Well, here's what happened. Uh, it also ties into the episode today. So on July 6th, my brother had flown in from Washington State. He flew in on the uh, 4th. And that's not so important. But what is important is the fact that, as I've said several times, I race BMX bikes. And so does my brother. Well, when we were racing out at the Stars and Stripes National out at uh, South Park uh, here in Pennsylvania, we had a pretty bad storm roll in on July 6th. And before the storm hit, I had tried to convince my wife that she should take off so that way she wouldn't get caught in the storm. Well, she did, and she did. What had happened was they had all the roads closed out there in South Park out by the BMX track. So you weren't able to get in and out super easily. You had to kind of weave your way around through South Park to be able to get out to the main roads. So my wife got out to... Uh, oh, geez, what's the name of that? Brownsville Extension. And when she was driving out, there was a lot of rain, you know. Well, did you know that in the state of Pennsylvania, it is not illegal to have your phone in your hand talking on it? There is no state law stating you have to use handheld device or not use your phone at all. The only thing that is illegal in the state of Pennsylvania is texting on your phone. Not talking, texting. That becomes a pertinent point here in a minute. So my wife is driving along on Brownsville Extension, and the person who I'm not going to name um, went ahead and blew the stop sign, had his phone up to his mouth, holding it, and when he looked over at my wife, um, he realized that he blew the stop sign, so rather than come to a stop and give her an out, he tried to hammer down on the throttle and take off. Well... When he hammered down on the throttle, if he would have just stopped, she would not have hit him. Well, when he hammered down on the throttle, it threw the front of his car right in front of her. So, she T-boned him. Now, bear in mind, my 13-year-old was also in the vehicle with her. I get a phone call after about 20 minutes of her being gone, and she told me that she was in a pretty bad car accident and wanted me there. So, I told my team manager... Um, Hey, I got to leave my bike. I got to leave my son's bike and I got to leave my brother's bike here. We need to leave. And he made sure to, you know, get all the bikes and everything was fine. So we drive out, we get out to the scene of where the accident was. And I kind of, um, did said a few things that I, I probably shouldn't have, but the police officers were actually very nice about it. And they were like, listen, you know, we understand, you know, you're stressed out right now. We get it. You know, no, no harm, no foul. You know, just make sure you uh, take care of your, your family. So that's what I did. And so that was my big news as to why I was not able to get this podcast out last week. Um, that being said, here we are. Uh, and you know what's funny is I've got more news. Uh, so my son... He, he took uh, second and third place, or third and second, in his mains, his first national. Um, I took second place in my main. I didn't make my first day's main, um, but I took second, and on the second day, 
and you know I pretty much mailed my performance in I'm not gonna lie to you uh, there was absolutely no effort on my part I wasn't out there trying to trying to prove myself or anything I just wanted to get through the race so I could get through the day so I could get home and be with my wife we we ended up having having a pretty good day we got everything taken care of uh, as far as that goes uh, her vehicle was considered a total um, she uh, she has some uh, pretty significant bruising as well as some some back issues um, my son he's got some kind of like uh, mental and emotional issues from the accident he's real sketchy about being in cars um, and last time you know she uh, she drove with him in the car she had to hit her brakes hard and he started freaking out and screaming and crying uh, so he's got some issues as far as the accident goes um, and they're even exacerbated by the fact that he's on the spectrum uh, he he was diagnosed as being on the autism spectrum uh, Asperger's and he's also diagnosed as ADHD and ODD oppositional defiant disorder it's a real lovely combination if you ever have a chance to be around someone in your immediate family that has that um, I recommend pass it's it's hard it's you have no idea how hard it can be and how trying it can be and you know it's not that he's a bad kid because he's not he's a wonderful wonderful kid and he loves with all of his heart and he's one of the one of the bright spots in in most of my days so however kind of getting off topic there but you know I definitely have to put my son over you know uh, both of them in fact uh, my oldest boy was the one that was racing and I am just absolutely beyond ecstatic for the performance that he put out and for the maturity level that he showed and for everything that he did over the weekend I was absolutely blown away and I think part of it has to do with the fact that you know he had not seen his uncle uh, geez in pretty much the entire time since we've moved out here um, he hasn't really really seen him all that much and so being able to go out and spend time with his uncle uh, my brother was so great for him both of them and you know it's it's really awesome and I have to say that I really did not know how much that I had missed my brother until he was here in front of me and then it I mean it hit me like a dump truck when he left and you know I made sure to try to open up communication with him a little bit more um, try to make sure to be more accessible with him uh, and it's difficult I'm not I'm not saying it isn't but it it's pretty damn hard that brings me actually into my topic of discussion today uh, kind of took a while to get around to it almost eight minutes uh, the topic for today is actually um, just because you're getting a little bit older uh, it's never never too old or you are never too old to learn a new trick or relearn something that you may have thought you've forgotten that's where we're going with this now that I've gotten all the 
explanation of the cryptic posting and all that stuff out of the way, let me explain a few things to you. I do BMX racing and, you know, I'm, I'm 40 and, you know, there's something that happened actually earlier this week, literally like, let's see, what is it? Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Monday, Sunday. So three days ago, um, actually pretty much right around this time too. Crazy. I race BMX bikes and I didn't realize how hard it was to be out there on a bike and then get away from it and then come back to it because that's what I've done. You know, I, I went ahead and I put my bike away. I got rid of my bike. I put all my trophies away, got rid of them and kind of gave up on that dream for a while. And I don't really think so much it was putting up, you know, or getting rid of a dream as it was getting getting rid of the things that to me at the time were not what I needed to be focusing on. And as my kids have gotten older, uh, I've been able to luckily be putting myself into a position where I can afford some of the excess things that that come along with BMX racing. And the cool thing is, is I've actually got my son involved in it with me as well. And so it's something that, you know, he and I can bond over. And it's something that he's actually shown a great aptitude for. And it's been neat, too, because I've been able to show him different things out on the track, show him how to how to train properly, how to ride his bike properly, and how to get around and riding uh, just in general. Um, and it's been great. Uh, seeing him and my brother interacting on the track was possibly one of the highlights of my last week. And I'm so glad and so thankful that I have video that was shot from my GoPro uh, showing both of them riding together on the track. And then, you know, seeing seeing the excitement on my brother's face when he sat there and he explained how to do things on the track. And then when he goes out into his race, he actually did them. He listened. He did exactly what he was told to do and exactly what he was told would happen happened. And it, just watching the confidence in him was absolutely amazing. And I'm, I'll forever be thankful to my brother for showing him some of those things and getting him to the point where he's able to uh, use those skills and use them effectively and use them with the confidence that he needs. Right now, he's sitting in great position for a state championship plate. Um, I was too, right up until this last Sunday. Uh, when I went out on the track, um, I actually got lucky. We were doing our uh, flag uh, flag parade lap, and our team was picked to go and you know ride around the track with the flag during the national anthem. So I went ahead and put my GoPro on, and you know got our got our flag lap all all on the uh, uh, GoPro. And that was really cool. And it was a very awesome experience for, for me to be a part of, for my son to be a part of, because he races for the same team. So it was neat as far as all that stuff goes. And so I go out for my race, and, you know, my son did well on his. Um, 
but I go out for my race and I wrecked and I went down hard, <laughs> really hard. Um, they thought they were going to have to take me out on an ambulance. Um, I refused the ambulance right out of there because, dude, that's 900 bucks and I ain't got 900 bucks. Um, so I went ahead and, you know, signed the waiver, said I'm refusing the medical transport and went and sat over at our team tent for a little while. And I, you know, I told my son, I went, dude, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I need to go. And so I got a hold of my wife and told her what my plan was. And we ended up leaving the track. Um, and my son was okay with it. He was like, dad, you know, your, your health is more important to me than my race. I'm like, well, you know, we need to make sure you get your points registered. So you at least have to have a shot at your, uh, state championship plate. So that's what we did. We made sure that his points got registered and off to the hospital. I went, um, Come to find out, when I went down, I had fractured my wrist, my left wrist, and I fractured my left hip. Um, yeah, I know. Old guy. Wrecked. Broke his hip. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. The irony. I get it. You know, it's and it's funny to me. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it sucks, you know. And that kind of took me off on a little tangent from where I was going with this. Um as far as what I do, as far as like my sport, my, my hobby, um, I go and I, I race on a, a 21 pound aluminum frame BMX bicycle, one gear, that's it. And I go around track, go around track three times. Uh, whoever has the lowest point total is considered the winner. It's been a, a huge, huge, huge part of my life ever since I was a kid. And it's been something that I honestly like being able to be around my brother. I didn't realize how much I missed it until I wasn't around it. And when I went out and watched uh, a few a few races, this was probably two and a half, three years ago. Um, I went out and watched the races, got the itch, bought a bike and started training. And then I went out on the track and found out that it's kind of like well riding a bike um you don't forget a lot of the stuff that you knew it just you get rusty that's all and I've learned through my process of going out and training on the tracks and racing and races and doing all that stuff all it takes is a little bit of time and you start to get that same skill set start coming back to you and it's amazing I love it. And, you know, yeah, I've got a busted hip. I've got a busted wrist. I may be having surgery on Friday. I don't know. Um, but I've got these injuries, and it came from a sport I love. And the worst part is, is I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, when am I going to be able to get back on my bike? When am I going to be able to race again? Because I made a promise to my team that at the last race at our track of the year, I'm going to actually go and race in a three-piece suit, you know, suit and tie and, you know, sport jacket and slacks and I'm not going to be able to do the shoes because I'm going to have to have shoes that'll get grip on my pedals. But, you know, I, I made a promise that I'm going to do that. And somehow one way or another, I'm going to make sure I do it. And it's, it's just, it gets in your blood, man. It gets in your blood. 
And once you get that dirt in your blood, you just, you never look at anything the same way again. You know, but when you look back over it, what exactly is it that I'm relearning? Or what exactly is it that I'm learning? You know, there's there's been a lot of a lot of different health issues that I've had that have made me feel like maybe I shouldn't be BMX racing. Um, you know, and a big part of it has been my weight. Uh, before I started back racing, I was I was a I was a chonk. I was a, I was a complete and total unit. Um, I weighed probably 285 when I when I first went out on my bike and yeah I had people laughing at me and then they realized holy shit this guy's actually really fast um, and they realized that you know maybe I'm not someone that they should really be screwing around with like that and you know that's fine you know I readily admit I was fat I readily admit I still am I am currently sitting right around 253 pounds and I'm six feet tall so, I mean, I've got some weight to lose, and I, I feel like a part of that, if I wouldn't have had so much weight, I probably wouldn't have broken my, my hip. Pretty sure I still would have broken my wrist, but I probably wouldn't have broken my hip. And that also leads me to, to a small sidebar note here. Um, I'm going to be posting on my Facebook and my Instagram. I'm actually going to post up my GoPro uh, footage of my accident um, that way you guys can see what it is I do and you can see what happened um, there's no no graphic footage there's no footage of me laying there on the track you know like a uh, like a like a like a toddler you know screaming and crying I wasn't screaming and crying I did holler once but I didn't scream and I didn't cry um, not that that would have made anybody any less of a man or any more of a man. I just, I don't cry when it comes to pain. Um, at least not physical. Uh, that being said, I'll go ahead and when, when I get that all posted up, make sure you're following me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm going to put all that footage up on there. And I'm going to put footage of our uh, uh, flag lap up. And it's gonna be gonna be pretty awesome. I'm I'm pretty proud of how everybody uh, handled the races. Um, everybody on my team did great, and that's that's been one of my saving graces, is the fact that I don't really have to worry about my team, you know, uh, dropping the ball because they they all did great, and I'm so proud of them. And there's. There's other other things that go along with it, but you know that's neither here nor there. You'll see when you see the video. Getting back to what I was talking about, though, the the different lessons that I'm learning as I'm doing this are, you know, the first biggest one to me is my health. It's helped me to ensure that I'm gonna be here as long as possible. And I love the fact that I can go out and I can ride my bike and I don't really feel like I'm going to die. And before, when I first started back up again, I hadn't been on a bike in probably, oh, I'd say probably 14 years uh, at least. And it's been really cool to be able to have the stuff that I had known from before still be there. Um, 
one of the other things that I was thinking about, what am I relearning about this stuff? Self-confidence, you know, it's, it, it seems like it's so much easier to say this stuff than to actually feel it. You know what I mean? And I've become a lot more self-conscious. I've become a lot more self-aware and it, it shows in my day-to-day life. I don't have to take as much time to think about stuff. I can actually think a little bit quicker. And it's not just the self-confidence part. It's retraining my brain to be able to think faster. And who doesn't want to think fast? You know, I, w- I want to be able to think fast on my feet at all times. And that's been one of the greatest things that getting back into BMX has taught me is how to make those split-second decisions that are going to help you and not hold you back and that leads me into another point you know being back in bmx has kind of given me a a little bit more of a sense of self-worth and you know i was depressed a lot and being able to go out there and get on that bike and i describe it to my wife that you know for 35 to 45 seconds i'm absolutely free I don't have to think about anything except what I'm doing at that moment in time. And it's not a knock against anybody. It's definitely not a knock on my wife. It's not a knock on my life. But it gives me a little bit more inside perspective into me. And it gives me the opportunity to kind of reconnect with myself. And that kind of leads me to my last point. You know, I've got a sense of self-worth when I'm out on that track. Because I know I'm out on that track with anywhere from two other people to seven other people. And we've all got the same idea as far as what we're doing. One, we want to go out there and be competitive. Two, we want to go out there and win. And three, we want to go out there and we don't want to get hurt. And we don't want to hurt anybody else. And that's the great thing about about racing in my age group. Because my age group is 36 to 40 intermediate. We all know when we go out there, we got jobs the next day. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to put you into the ground. You're not trying to put me into the ground. And it makes it a lot more a lot more enjoyable because then I don't have to worry about watching my back. I don't have to worry about oh this person's going to put me over the berm, this person's going to do that. I don't think about that stuff. And that's one of the great things about the age group that I'm in. Now see, I I could I could literally go on for hours about this stuff. It's one of those things that I personally keep near and dear to my heart. Um, Some of my best memories have been being out on that BMX track with my brother, with my dad, with my mom. Um, And some some of the best times that I've had have been doing this stuff. And some of the worst times in my life have been doing this stuff. Um... I've had some really bad accidents. I've had some really cool races. I've earned some really cool trophies. I've seen a lot of cool things. But the the biggest thing that I take away from it is it's really helped me connect with people. And that's one of the greatest things about it. When you're part of this lifestyle, when you're part of the BMX lifestyle, you're in it. And once that dirt gets in your blood... I know I've said it before, you can't clean it out. You're not going to do anything else, you know. You cannot lose this, and you won't. 
Um, anytime you see someone out on the track and they need help, every single person that's out there is willing to run out there and help. And, you know, they'll give you the shirt off your off of their back if they need it. I mean, it's just, it's it gives you another family. And that's one of the best things about it. I'm going to go ahead and sign off on that note. Um, I've sat here and rambled long enough. And I'll be honest with you, my pain pills are just about to start kicking in. So I'm not going to sit here and uh, just ramble and see all this all the shiny things and start rambling about that. I'll, I'll make a fool out of myself in another couple episodes. Don't worry. Um, now that we're done with this, I want you to go ahead and go on to your Instagram and I want you to search me out. So you're getting older. Um, no apostrophe, just so you're getting older, get on Facebook you can find me on Facebook at Getting Older. G E T T I N O L D E R. I've even got Twitter. You can get me on Twitter as well. And that is at Getting Older Pod on uh, Twitter. And last but certainly not least, you can get me on uh, email as well. So you're getting older at gmail.com. And again, that's no apostrophe. So you're getting older at gmail.com. I'm hoping that the next episode, because I'm going to have some free time, uh, I'm hoping that the next episode will be will be able to drop within a week. It all kind of depends on what my uh, uh, surgeon says. So until then, I will catch up with you. My name is Dustin, and this is the uh, So You're Getting Older podcast. Have a great day, guys. <laughs>